Praise God. God is a good God. Amen. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. We've got the Christmas decorations up. Got the Christmas lights going on. You know, it's, um, it's getting to be Christmas time. Amen. And so, um, you know, thinking about Christmas time, it's kind of a unique thing. We're thinking about Christmas, but today we're also thinking about the blood of Jesus that was spilled on Calvary. So it's kind of like a full circle of what's going on. The title of my message this morning is called Joy to the World. Joy to the World. Obviously, most of you probably sing the Christmas carol, you know, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Let earth receive his king. But you know what? Um, if you think about what's going on in the world, there's not a lot of joy going on in the world. In fact, right now, um, a lot of people are hurting. Um, you know, they say between the holiday season, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, is one of the worst seasons for a lot of people, especially ones that have lost a loved one over the last, you know, um, few months or maybe even a few years. It's, it's a tough time that people are going through. The economy is not the best in the world, all right? People are, are struggling more. But you know what? No matter what's going on on the outside, that we have the greater one on the inside. But we also need to understand there's people hurting out here, and we need to make sure that we can do what we can to be a blessing to them. Thinking about Christmas, you know, the, the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2 Um, I'm going to read verse number 8 through 11 from the New Living Translation. It says this, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared uh, um, among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. Think about this. We have an angel appears, and it says the the radiance of the Lord's glory was all around them, and they got scared, you know. Everybody wants to, to have some kind of miraculous thing, but people get scared when it happens. Anyway, said so the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. But the, notice the part that says, I bring you good news that I... Um, that, that will be, bring great joy to all people. Jesus came to bring joy to all people. You know, if he came to bring joy to all people, us Christians should be super joyful. All right? You know, because a lot of people aren't super joyful because they're thinking of their circumstances and not Jesus Christ on the inside. You know, I get it. I mean, we live in the real world. We have real world problems. But you know what? We have their greater one. I feel sorry for the ones that don't know Jesus. I feel sorry for them. And I think that there's no better time than the Christmas season to bring Jesus to people who don't know him. Or maybe make Jesus a, a reality once again. You know, there's a lot of people, especially in the Tulsa area, that at one time were, were on fire for God, but for whatever reason, you know, life happened, things like that, and they're not where they need to be, and they don't have that joy anymore. Jesus came to bring us joy. You know, and um, the next time you're having a pity party in life, you need to think about the reason that I can have joy is because of Jesus. So, um, you know, we should be joyful. Of course, John three sixteen says this, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, there's no greater joy to to know that no matter what, that, that if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we will have eternal life. We will go on living. You know, this, this body is only temporal and, you know, it will pass away, but we will go on living. And there's no better time than the Christmas season to bring Jesus to the world because God loves the world. And, you know, a lot of people, they um, talk about worldly people and things like that. Well, God loves worldly people. Yeah, but, but they're doing this and they're doing that. It doesn't matter. God still loves them. God loves the whole world. You know, remember, you know, we, we sing the song, God has the whole world in his hands, except for a few of them. No, no. It, there was no except. He loves everybody. You know, now, you know, I get it. You know, there's some people that aren't living the lifestyle that they should or, or whatever, but God still loves them. And, you know, I, I really... Um, I don't like it when Christians seem hateful. So many Christians seem judgmental and hateful toward people. Now, if you're judgmental, hateful toward someone who's in the world, why? I mean, if you're in the world, wouldn't you want to be a a good sinner? If you're going to be a sinner, might as well be a good one. I mean, you know, my dad's always taught me to do everything 110%. You know, so, I mean, if I'm going to be a sinner, might as well be a good one. I mean, you know. I mean, they're just doing what they know to do. All right, but, um, you know, there is no joy if you don't know Jesus. And I think that we, during our Christmas season, during our hustle and bustle and going out and getting Christmas presents and whatever we're doing, we need to be, you know, mindful that there are people that are hurting. There are people that are going through a tough time. There are people that, um, that need help, um, and things like that. And, and so we should always be mindful, always be on the lookout. You know, I mean, we should pray that every day that God will bring somebody across our class that we can be a blessing to. That doesn't mean you have to monetarily drop money in their hand. All right. I mean, you know, people think when being a blessing is all about um, giving money, but it's not about giving money. It's about being there and, and, and talking to people. I know even through the Thanksgiving holidays, I was on the phone with a couple of uh, different people that were having a tough time because their family wasn't here. And they really didn't have, you know, family or, or there's, you know, some people that, you know, because of school or because of whatever can't be around their family. So there are a lot of people, I don't know, there was a lot of, it just seemed a lot of my friends or Facebook friends had a lot of depression going on. And it's just the devil being the devil. You know, it, you know, but there's a lot of people that are going through tough times and we should be mindful about that. You know, maybe it would be okay to, to like, you know, um, maybe you don't have a lot of money, but maybe you can invite someone over for dinner or something like that. You know, you can have grilled cheese sandwiches or, you know, whatever. And, and once again, too, when it comes to this, you know, a lot of people get stressed out because like, well, I don't have the income I have or, or things are twice as much. You know what? You don't have to buy thousand dollar Christmas gifts for everybody. All right. It's not about, you know, the amount really, I think about it in a lot of times. I don't even care if I get anything for Christmas. The biggest thing is I want to be a blessing to my kids or my grandkids. 
my grandkids more than my kids because my kids, they, 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 they can do whatever. But, you know, but you, you, you want to see the kid, your, your little kid's face light up. I mean, it doesn't really matter. The big thing is having family together. You know, and I know that's why it, it, it's tough, but we should be a light to the world. And um, sometimes the reason we can't be a light is because we're so busy not being joyful ourselves. It's hard to give joy to somebody if, when you don't have joy. But why do you not have joy? Because Jesus came to bring forth joy to you. Jesus said himself in John fifteen ten, reading from the New Living Translation. Sorry, um, before I get to that, I want to read this. Mark 16, 15 says, and Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. What is the good news? The good news is that Jesus came to bring joy to the world on the first Christmas morning. All right, but then Jesus said him, himself here in Luke um, chapter, sorry, um, in, in John chapter 15, verse 10 through 12, when you obey my commands, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. Um, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy Um, Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. It says when we love each other in the same way that Jesus loved us, that our joy on the inside will, will, will be there and that joy will overflow. So if you're not overflowing with joy, maybe it's because you're not loving people. Maybe it's because you're always griping and complaining about everything. You know, why should we gripe and complain? I mean, you know, I, I, there's really no reason to gripe and, and complain when we know the greater one who's on the inside. You're like, but I know, well, this is going on, that's going on. You know, that's just the world. You, you realize the devil likes to put a lot of distractions in, in, in your way um, to get you off your game or, or so to speak. But there are a lot of Christians that aren't very joyful. And why can we not be joyful when the, you know, the greater one lives on the inside of us? You know, I, I guess one of the biggest compliments that I ever got, um, um, well, I mean, there, there's a gentleman, he's, he's a minister, lives in Ohio, and um, in fact, I just did a podcast with him the other day, and, and as, soon as, as soon as we came on, he started smiling, um, because here's what he says, he says, Craig, I've never been around somebody that brings joy all the time. It may, I'm like, you're like always happy. Now, I, I want to say this, my wife will tell you, I'm not always happy, but um. <laughs> But, but the thing about it is, is that, you know what, I'm not going to let my issues or things going on in my life affect the people around about me. All right? You know, I mean, I get it. We, we all have issues. We all have, have stuff. We, we all live and have the same economy. We all have, you know, all, all these kind of things. But, but you know, it, it is interesting because this gentleman, um, and, and I've, you know, been around him quite a bit and then done podcasts with him and whatever. He goes, man, Craig, every time that you're around me, you make me smile. And I think that's what we should do. Shouldn't we bring forth light? Because I believe that the way that we can continue to, for Jesus to have joy um, is to bring that joy to the world. 
I think it's up to us to bring the joy to the world. One of the reasons that we spend a lot of money putting up Christmas lights is to show that Jesus is the light of the world, is, is to show forth. Because you know what? It's not cheap to put Christmas lights up. I mean, you know, it costs a lot of money. That's why when you go to some place like Silver Dollar City, they're going to charge you $89 to see their Christmas lights. And then they're going to sell you their, their cocoa and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to charge more money than Byron does at our, at our um you know, things, because they're in it to make money. We're just in it to show that Jesus is the light of the world. And, and there's nothing better than, than to watch, you know, these little kids. I mean, they'll come and they'll see these lights and they'll get joyful and they'll get happy. You know, um, but natural joy and you know, happiness is only temporal. But when you know the greater one, it just changes everything. Um, John chapter 16, verse 22 to 24 says this, Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice. Um, and your joy no one will take from you. In that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask of my Father in my name, he will give, it, um, he will give you. And until now you have asked, me, um, have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So it says, Jesus telling the disciples, in that day, well, see, you realize that we live in that day. We're living in that day. In, in that day, um, um, your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you. Do you realize that nobody can take your joy from you? Except for you. You're the only one that can take the joy of the Lord from yourself. You say, no, the sa Satan does that. No, he doesn't. Satan tries to take your joy. You're the one who lets him. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you let Satan take your joy, it's because you did it. It was you. So you should go get it back. I mean, you know, I get it. We live in the world. I get it. You're paying more money for gas. You're paying more money for milk. I pay more money for dog food. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, dog food has doubled in the last two years. Doubled. And then people can't take care of their dogs. Um, but, you know, that doesn't make us not joyful just because we're paying more money. Because you know what? I, I've, I've said it over and over again. That my God shall supply all my needs. According to the rich and glory by Christ Jesus... So if my needs go up, so does his supply. See, I'm complaining because I don't realize that I serve an unlimited God that has an unlimited supply. And, and so I'm complaining about something I shouldn't complain about because right here, Jesus told us when he's telling us about joy, he says this, whatever you ask in my, uh, um, the father in my name, he will give it to you. It doesn't say he might give it to you. It doesn't say he's going to pray about it and get back to you sooner or later. It doesn't say if you fast and pray enough. It doesn't say if you give, you know, enough offerings, he's going to give it to you. It says, whatever you ask in my name, he will give it to you. And then it says, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So if you're not full of joy, maybe you should ask 
Jesus for whatever you need to be full of joy. Maybe you just need joy. Maybe you need something to make you joyful. But I'm here to tell you that money can't, ain't going to buy you happiness. You can have all the money in the world and not be happy. In fact, if, if you look at, at, at some of the richest people in the world, they conquered everything and found out that they didn't have any more joy. So then they start foundations to help people. You watch them, to help people, help save the rainforest, to save the whales, whatever. I mean, I mean they're looking for something that's going to make them joyful. But the only thing that's going to make them joyful is the greater one on the inside. So instead of griping and complaining, let's just have a joyful season. You know, it is also funny during Christmas time, a lot of people get so stressed out. I've, for all people, I'm so stressed out. You know, I got to decorate, got to have this party, got to have this, got to have... Then don't. If it stresses you out, then don't. The good part about it is you don't even have to go to the mall anymore. All you got to do is go online and order all your gifts. And, they can, and then it's, it's the UPS guys and, and the FedEx guys that, that, that have the, the heavy lifting. You know, maybe, maybe you might have um, you know, a few gifts from the United States Postal Service, but most of the time it's going to be FedEx or UPS. You know, you don't have to go to the mall. You don't have to get stressed out. You have to look for a parking place. Um, you know, but, and if you, if you're getting stressed out with holiday parties, then don't have holiday parties. If it stresses you out decorating your house, then don't decorate your house. I mean, you know, I hear a lot of people griping and complaining about stuff that they caused. Nobody held a gun to the head and said, you decorate your house or I'm going to blow your head off. That didn't happen. You decided that you wanted to do that. So don't get stressed about it. Then you have no one to blame but yourself. You're like, well, I'm doing this for the kids. The kids don't care. <laughs> you know what? I've never cared what a Christmas, I mean, someone would go along and put a bear Christmas tree up there. In fact, I don't care if you have a Christmas tree. Well, when was their presents? I'm a kid. That's all I care about. Nope, they don't care whether you have decorations on the inside or on the outside or, or, or whatever. I mean, you know, nobody really cares. In fact, I even remember, you know, the times that we would, we would decorate the Christmas tree. I'm like, I don't want to. In fact, I actually started getting out of it as I got older. I'm like, I don't care. Find someone else to decorate the Christmas tree. I mean, you know, I'm the remote control. I don't need to be the Christmas tree decorator too. That's, that's a joke for some of you who are old my age where it used to be the remote control. We didn't have remote controls. You had to go change it. It was like, Craig, change the channel. And then a few months later, Craig, change the channel. I'm like, can you just pick a channel? Um, you have to understand, my family, my grandfather probably started it. And then my dad, they don't watch commercials. Well, it's easy now because you can just flip a channel. But back in the olden days when you had three channels... And a kid. That's how you change the channel. You had your kid change the channel. And then you griped at him for sitting too close to the TV. You know, so it's like, because I would like to get as close as I can, you know, out of the radiation area, supposedly. I don't, I don't know, you know, because everybody causes, everything causes cancer. You know, I mean, that, they would say, you know, get too much radiation from the TV, from this, from that. And now, now it's your cell phone that everyone puts up to their ear or whatever. I'm like, you know what? You know who caused the cancer? The devil. And Jesus whipped him. Anyway, that, that's why we're celebrating communion. All right, so 
I'm not worried about, but no, quit getting so stressed out. Just relax, breathe, have joy. I mean, let's kind of maybe enjoy Christmas. You realize Christmas is about Jesus coming because if Jesus would have never came, he would have never died. All right, I mean, you know, it's, it's a celebration that Jesus came to this world to bring joy to the world and his followers should continue to have that joy at all times so we continually be able to give that joy to a lost and dying and hurting world. And you know what? I get it. Sometimes us Christians do get down or whatever and we need brothers and sisters in Christ to pick us up, but it shouldn't be the whole church. It shouldn't be everybody. You know, um, and I'm not 100% really good at it all the time, but, but I've, I'm, I'm working on not griping and complaining as much. Because, you know, a lot of times we catch ourselves griping and complaining, um, you know, and so I'm, I'm working on just, you know, just letting things go. Because it's, you know, what are you going to do anyway? I mean, griping and complaining doesn't help. And, you know, so if we need to do anything, the Bible says, ask the Lord. That's what the Bible says right here. It says, ask and you will receive. It doesn't say ask and you might receive. It says you will. And then it says that your joy may be full. You know, so we all should be full of it. That's full of joy all the time. All right. First um, Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18 says this. Always be joyful. Always be joyful. That's all the time. Now, you know what? The, we talk about, James talked about being a doer of the word. Well, what does the word say? It says always be joyful. So when you're not joyful, what should you be? Joyful. And so whenever you're not joyful, something on the inside, you should have a joy meter on the inside saying, ah, 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 you're not joyful. You're not joyful. I mean, you know, it says this, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You know what? Instead of griping and complaining, just be thankful in every circumstance. I mean, if you think about it, if, if you actually um, figure this out, that if you live into a place that has running water, electricity, I don't care if you have roaches or not you're still better than most of the world. You're better off than most of the world. All right, if you have a place that has electricity and running water, you're better off than the majority of the world. You realize, I, I, I bet you if we, if we take a survey, uh, majority of people, probably, probably 100% of people here have a cell phone. Probably most of you have a smartphone. Most of you probably paid a lot, you know, a lot of money for your smartphone. The fact that you have a smartphone, you know, you're not doing too bad. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of times we complain about stuff when we have it so much better than what we really thought. There, there's somebody else out there that would trade, you know, that would trade you in a heartbeat. There, there, there's somebody in India, somebody in China, somebody in Africa, some, somebody that was like, you know what? If I could just have what you had, I would never complain. You know, and it doesn't matter where we are, wherever you are, people complain about, about all, all kinds of stuff. You know, you know, it's all good. We got Jesus. 
Jesus is the reason for the season and the light of the world. And, um, you know, we should be more joyful. Over in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. You know, we should take this opportunity when the Christmas carols come on and we start hearing songs like Joy to the World to continually to rejoice because the greater one's on the inside of us. We know our destiny. We know what to do. You know what? We have the Bible. We know the word. I guarantee you most people here in, in this, in this um, you know, auditorium or watching online, we know the word. We know what to do whenever we face um, trials, tribulations. We know scriptures to turn to. So many other people don't. You know, how can I not be joyful when, when, when I have the answer to all of life's problems right here in my Bible? I don't even have to, to ask the Lord to give me a word. He's given me plenty of words. But one of the words that he gave me was to be joyful. Jesus came to bring joy to my world. So for me not to be joyful, meaning that Jesus came for, you know, for nothing for me. Now, obviously he came for me to have eternal life. But I mean, you know, it's not just about being joyful in heaven one fine day, soon and very soon. When the roll is called up yonder, you're going to be there. I mean, that's, that's, when I was growing up, that was, you know, everyone was talking about how good it's going to be in heaven and how great it's going to be in heaven. And, and one day soon we're going to go to heaven. And you know what? That heaven can wait. That was, that was well, not a movie. Um, you know, it's not about going to heaven. It's about going out and reaching a lost and dying and hurting world and bringing joy to their world. You know, according to statistics, I mean, you know, there's roughly eight people, eight billion people in the world, and there's roughly six billion of them, probably more, that are not born again. Meaning if the Lord was to come back today, that six billion people would go to hell. All right, that, that's not acceptable in my life. You know, um, we should be more committed to go out and touch this lost and dying and hurting world. And I, I tell you what, now, it's always not just about getting people saved. I guarantee you, if you help someone during this Christmas season, you'll have an opportunity at some point in time to share Jesus with them. Now, you might not be able to share Jesus with them right now. Maybe, the, maybe you know, they're like, I don't want to hear the God thing. But you know what? Everybody you know, that's this struggling, they just need help. And they don't always need financial help. A lot of people just, you know, they just need someone to talk to. I found a lot, a lot of folks during their Thanksgiving season, they just needed someone to reach out and talk to and someone to empathize and, and you know, and, and, and to understand and, and to bring forth. I mean, you know, I always have scriptures for everything. Um, you know, I, it's all going to be okay. We're, we're going to make it. You know, might as well be joyful because, you know, if you're not joyful, then you're tearful. Then you're griping and complaining. And, um, you know, the, it's, it's just, it's more fun to be joyful. You know, um, but it brings more joy to help somebody else that was going through a tough time be joyful to help change their attitudes. 
And, you know, and that's all through Jesus. I mean, you know, you know people say, well, Craig, I don't know how to minister to people. You know what? I found out if you start talking, the Lord will give you things to say. Or the Lord will, will give you, you know, maybe things that happen in your life that you can encourage them and say, well, you know what? I was going through a similar situation once, but this is what I did. You know, um, there are people hurting and, and we should be mindful of that, especially during the holiday season. More than any other time, um, you know, unfortunately, there's more suicides during the holiday season than any other time. There, there, there's more people going through a, a rough time. And like I said, if all your Christmas festivities are stressing you out, then stop them. I mean, you know, if, if they're taking your joy away from you, anything that's taking your joy away from you, except for maybe your, your husband and wife, you should cut that out. I'm not saying they're really taking the joy away from you, you know, but, you know, sometimes we get in arguments and, and things like, I, I, should say, I should say spiritual discussions. Um, um, you know, and, and sometimes they're over the stupidest things. Like I, I told, told you the other day that my wife and I had a fight over what was north <laughs> because I got a a radio, if you didn't hear the story, the story was I got a Sirius XM portable stereo um, radio one year for Christmas. And so it says on the box, find the north window of your house and um, put it in that, that area, put, you know, put the receiver there. And so we had a fight over which was the north window because our house doesn't face north. There's no window that, that truly faces north. And so we argued about it so much so because they didn't really have... At that time, we didn't, I didn't have smartphones or, or whatever. I actually pulled my car in the front, yard, front lawn because it has a compass on it that faces north. Found out the front of my house faces northwest, not north, like my wife said, so, or whatever. So we, we had this whole, but it's stupid. We fight over the stupidest things, you know, and once again, that was the holiday season. That was a Christmas gift. This was the day after Christmas. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have got the stereo. Then, then I wouldn't have to worry about it. You know, maybe Christmas gifts cause you, you to not have joy. You know, so I, I know that there's been a number of Christmas gifts that caused me not to have joy over the years, but putting them together, I mean, you know, Sometimes the putting together part is not, not very joyful. Um, in fact, just to tell my dad, my, my dad, um, um, you know, I, I didn't have a chance. So I think when I was 10, maybe 12, I started putting my sister's Christmas gifts together because for whatever reason that on Christmas morning, we, m m they like to build the things. Like, like I, me I remember putting the, actually what happened, I was dead asleep, not dead asleep, I was asleep. I shouldn't say dead. I was asleep. And my mom comes up there and says, Craig, you got to help dad. He's, he's just having, you know, he wasn't having joyful um, time. <laughs> and so I had to put the Barbie dream house together for my sister. Um, I think it was about 11 or 12, you know. And here's the thing. You can follow instructions. My dad doesn't follow instructions because he knows how to do it. You know, I followed instructions and did it. For, so from then on, I was the one that put the Christmas gift together for my sister um, because it was more joyful for my mom. Um. So, you know, it just, it just was, you know, at the time she, you know, she, 
she was younger, and so she enjoyed the Barbie Dream House and, and things like that. You know, I'm, I'm a little more methodical and, and can read directions and follow them. That's, them. that's the whole thing. Because one of the worst things is to put something together and then realize you put it together wrong, have to take it apart. So, but, but you know what? I mean, let's all try to be more joyful. Not just even this Christmas season, but all through our life. You know, because there's going to be times that the, the, um, the devil's going to try to take your joy away. But Jesus says that I'm bringing you a joy that no, nobody can take away from you. Unless you let it slip away. We're, we're the ones that decide whether we're going to have the joy or not have the joy. And, um, you know, during the holiday season, especially now, let's bring joy to the world, to a lost and dying and hurting world. Let's, let's ask the Lord that each and every day that someone will come across our path, whether it be actually come across our path or digitally, because, you, know, you know, someone might write you, you know, something um, on an email or on, on on your social media or whatever, that we can be a light to, you know, to the world each and every day. And, you know, we don't always have to go win the lost. You know, I found out that people don't care what you know until they care if you care. I mean, they want to make sure you, you care about them, and we should care about lost and dying and hurting people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. And we thank you, Father, that you'll help each and every one of us that Whenever we're going through times when we don't feel joyful, help us to remember the greater ones on the inside. Help us to remember that whatever we're going through that's trying to stress us out, that, that all we got to do is ask you and you'll help us get to that situation. And, and, and your joy will always remain in us and always remain full. Help us always to be joyful in all times, in all seasons, all throughout the year. But Father God, we just thank you today. Um, as we're here in church this morning, getting ready to celebrate communion. We thank you, Father, for each and every person that's here and each and every person that's watching online. But we thank you if anyone is here that does not know your son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and as their Savior. We thank you, Father, that they'll come to know him today. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you say, Craig, I don't know Jesus as my Savior and Lord, and I want to this morning, lift your hand. We want to pray with you across this auditorium. Or maybe you're here today and you say, you like, well, Craig, I've, I've been in church a long time. You know what? Just because you've been in church doesn't make you a Christian. Just, you know, if you live in a garage, doesn't make you a car either. So may, maybe you've been in church and you've never asked Jesus Christ to become Lord and Savior of your life. You can have that no-so experience that my grandfather will always talk about this morning. So if you've never been saved, or if you don't know whether you're saved or not, lift your hand, we want to pray with you. Or maybe here this morning and um, you're saying, Craig, I, I want to publicly rededicate my life back to God. You know, you don't have to do it publicly, but if you want to, lift your hand this morning and we, we want, we, we'll... we'll publicly rededicate your life to God. I'm looking across the auditorium. I don't see any hands. Heavenly Father, we just thank you if anyone is here or anyone that's watching online that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We thank you, Father, for that laborers will come across their path on a daily basis. And we thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing in their life. And Father God, we just thank you for each and every person that's here and watching online that help us to bring joy and happiness to a lost and dying and hurting world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.